Welcome into the Stop and Pop podcast. Today is April 8th, 2020. I'm your host, as always, Anthony Galler, and thank you for joining me today on the Stop and Pop podcast. We've got lots to discuss today from around the NBA, and I'm very excited to get right into it. Uh, but first, I want to start off this podcast uh, in a similar mold as to how I've started my previous couple of podcasts, and, and that is by saying, wherever you may be listening to this, I hope that you, your family, are staying safe staying healthy, staying indoors if you can. And by doing that, that's how we're going to beat this pandemic. We're going to do it together. We're going to stay indoors. We're going to stay out of other people's ways for now. And by doing so, that's how we're going to be able to beat this pandemic. So I hope you're well. hope you're safe. I've heard a lot of encouraging news uh, the past couple of days uh, from television and everything that I've been hearing in terms of the pandemic and that in a lot of the hot spots around the country, whether that be New York City or other hot spots from around the U.S., we are starting in many cases to see that leveling off. We're starting to see that hashtag flatten the curve. Um, and so we're starting to see those peak cases uh, occurring in some of those hot spots and other areas around the U.S. And hopefully uh, we are now maybe on the back half of the curve um, and hopefully within the next two to three weeks, maybe a little longer, but hopefully within the next few weeks or so, we're going to be uh, able to start seeing some of those businesses uh, reopen, restaurants, other businesses reopen. And it's not going to be an all-at-once effect. It's going to be a trickle effect. You're not going to go immediately to 500 people in a room all crammed up against each other. That's just not going to happen. But hopefully uh, we've now gotten to the point where we can flatten the curve here pretty soon and from this point on, uh, we're going to be able to start seeing that little bit of a trickle effect where people can start going back to work. Those people who have not been at work already um, go back to restaurants, go back to bars. And, you know, again, it's not going to be 500 people all at once crammed in a tight little spot. But hopefully we are starting to see uh, the back end of this pandemic, um, at least here in America, um, in some of those hot spots, whether it be New York or other hot spots. So that is good news. That is encouraging news. Very happy about that. Um, there's encouraging news out of baseball, although it's very, very early on in the, in the discussions, but there's talks that baseball could maybe begin their season as early as May, or if not May, maybe sometime early June, which would be awesome. Um, so that's a really encouraging sign out of Major League Baseball right now. Um, and of course, they would, and this is something I talked about in regards to the NBA before, but they would, of course, be playing in like one or two locations. I think they were talking about Phoenix earlier as being the location, um, at least for the time being, um, because right now we can't just have all this back and forth travel across the U.S. Uh, so I think that's a very encouraging sign out of Major League Baseball, and hopefully, hopefully, cross your fingers, we'll be able to see that sooner rather than later. Uh, but there is good news, despite what a lot of people may be telling you. I know that there are some areas, uh, my area included right now, where they're encouraging you uh, to wear masks. In fact, uh, President Trump did say that a couple of days ago, that he suggested that you should wear a mask. It's never going to be mandated that you have to. But if you're going to go out in public, if you're going to the grocery store, wherever you may need to go, uh, you could try wearing a mask, and that would be one way to help the situation at least a little bit. So that's all encouraging stuff, uh, good stuff. So I'm in a little bit of a better mood uh, now that we're at least approaching what seems like the peak or the worst time of things. And now we can start to, little by little, get things back to normal. Uh, so that was my discussion of the world for now. 
Uh, but now we're going to jump right into the NBA. Uh, good show today because later on in the show, we're going to bring my friend Max Marino on. He's going to call in and he's going to be talking about, he's a Lakers fan, he's going to be talking about the LeBron versus Giannis MVP debate. And he's also going to give his opinions, thoughts, analysis on what the NBA can do, when they should come back, how they should come back. So that's going to be very exciting. I'm very much looking forward to having him on in a little bit. But we're going to start off with this, and I want to start off with uh, something a little bit different today because, of course, with no games being on TV, uh, there's a, you know, a little bit of a struggle to find what to actually talk about and discuss on the podcast. Uh, so I want to start off today by playing a little bit of a fun game, or at least I think it's a little bit of a fun game. Maybe it won't be. But the name of the game is Hooray or Dismay. Uh, and yes, that was the best I could do for it. Hooray or Dismay. So automatically you know that it's going to be a contest of something really good versus something not so good. So what I wanted to do for the first part of this podcast before we talk to my friend Max later on is I wanted to play this little game where we're going to look at some of the happenings in the NBA that have gone down since the league was suspended, since they suspended action on March 11th, about a month ago now. I'm going to look at some of the things that have happened in the NBA since then, and if they're a really good thing, if it's a really something really positive, uh, that's going to be a hooray, and you're going to hear this sound. And of course, if the whatever it is is not so good, uh, if it's a dismay, uh, you're going to hear this sound. Yeah, so you're either going to hear the, the fanfare with the trumpets, uh, that's the good news, or you're going to hear the sad saxophone, which is something uh, which is something not so good. So I've got about five or six here in front of me that we're going to do. We're going to play Hooray or Dismay with some of the things that have happened in the NBA uh, in the past month. Uh, so the first thing is that some of the players, uh, I think mainly uh, Kevin Love, who started it, followed by Blake Griffin, Zion Williamson, and Giannis, of course, and there's been many others as well, but they were really the, the first few uh, pioneers of it, I guess you could say. Uh, they decided to, immediately after the league was shut down, within just a couple of days of that happening, uh, again, it was Kevin Love who started it, but Zion, Giannis, Blake Griffin, they all followed shortly afterwards. They decided to either compensate uh, the arena employees where they play, compensate their wages uh, for the time being until this all blows over, or they just made a, a huge money donation, whether it was, uh, I think it was Blake Griffin, who uh, he donated 100000 I believe. Could be, well, I actually might have been Blake Griffin uh, and Giannis, because I know that Zion, Kevin Love, they compensated the arena employees. But either way, whether it be the compensation of the employees or just the money donation of 100000 that is obviously a hooray, so that gets the sound. Yes, that gets the trumpet sound. Awesome job by those four players. And again, they were not the only four players to do that. Uh, there were a bunch of players who followed suit afterwards, but really the leading pioneers, like I said, of that movement to compensate the arena employees um, at their respective arenas. That was a great gesture. Um, absolutely love that. And, you know, it came down, what was awesome about it is that not much, not much thought, not much thought, just went right to it. Um, right after the league was suspended, Adam Silver suspended the league, you had Kevin Love, it might have been the very next day, come right out and say, yes, he's going to compensate the arena employees uh, for Cleveland. 
So that was awesome. Loved hearing about that. I think that's been my, really since this whole thing started, I think in the past month, that's been my favorite story that I've heard was the fact that those guys and others were compensating the employees at their respective arenas. Loved that. Uh, so we're going to get to the next one. And the next one is that the NBA, uh, in the absence of games, actual live games with real people, the NBA decided to do uh, earlier in the week uh, their 2K tournament featuring 16 players uh, in the NBA, that 2K tournament that you could watch on ESPN. And, uh, yeah, that one is a... Yeah, so I I'm sorry, but not not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Um, I tried to watch it. Actually, I tried to watch one of the matches. I think it was Trey Young and Derek Jones, I believe. So I tried to watch that one, but I just... Oh, excuse me. Actually, it was KD and, and Derek Jones. My bad. It was Kevin Durant and Derek Jones. Um, tried to watch that. Um, it, it held my interest for about five minutes, uh, if I'm being completely honest. It held my interest for about five minutes. I can't... You know, I actually, some of like some of the other esports, and I'm not a big esports guy, I'm really not, I'm, I'm not huge into it. I'm not really a huge video gamer, to be quite honest, um, which I know is kind of rare for, you know, people my age group these days, but I'm not a huge gamer, honestly, but some of the other esports, like the Rocket League, I saw that on TV a couple of days ago, that, I like, I kind of like watching that, that was actually a little bit more entertaining for me, but just watching, you know, two players play 2K, and it wasn't even live either, you know, and I don't know if that would have necessarily saved it, but it would have been a little bit better, a little bit easier to watch if it was live, um, but it wasn't. And so for me, really did not hold my interest. Um, I, I understand the NBA is in a little bit of a bind and they <laughs> kind of have to do what they have to do. But uh, yeah, that one, uh, that one was not uh, a great idea, at least in my opinion. Uh, so the next one I'm going to talk about is the uh, ESPN deciding to move up the date of the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, of course, about his final season as the Chicago Bull. Um, so they decided to move that day up. I believe it is now premiering on April 19th. So that one is absolutely... That's hooray right there. That, that's, I think, the best decision the NBA has made uh, since this pandemic hit. Uh, since the league was suspended, cannot wait for this documentary. Now, I'm a huge LeBron guy. Anybody who knows me personally knows that about me. Huge LeBron fan. I think he, I, I, for me, he's my GOAT. Now, it's easy, you know, for me to say because I didn't see Michael play um, live in person, um, and I didn't grow up with Michael. I grew up with LeBron, so it's always easier for me to say LeBron, and it's always easier for older people to see uh, to say Michael Jordan because. He's the guy that they watched as they were growing up, you know, as a kid, as a teenager. So, it, you know, it's just kind of, in, in a way, it's just the age gap there. Um, and so that's why older people are more likely to say MJ's the GOAT, and that's why younger people are more likely to say LeBron's the GOAT. But even though I'm a huge LeBron fan, very excited for this documentary, very excited that ESPN moved it up. I think it's going to be an absolute hit. Um, everybody, you know, I don't really know anybody that hates Michael Jordan. Now, I know he might not be everybody's GOAT, but I can't really think of many people who hate Michael Jordan. This is going to be insanely entertaining to watch, insanely fun to watch. Um, so I'm very glad that ESPN decided to move it up. Um, you know, I've watched some of the older 30 for 30s and that type of deal uh, these past few weeks. But to get some new content with this MJ documentary, I think it was a great idea for uh, ESPN to move it up. 
Uh, so next up in my hooray or dismay game, um, the NBA earlier in this week announced that they are in the works. Uh, I don't believe anything is finalized as of yet, but the NBA announced that they are in the works to potentially uh, televise, set up and televise a horse tournament. Uh, yes, horse like the game you play out in your driveway, a horse tournament for the NBA players who would be participating, uh, many of them from their own home gyms, uh, and they're going to televise that. So, uh, yeah, this one is a big time. Oh, brother. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I I really wasn't into the 2K tournament, and this one is this one's worse. Uh, this horse tournament... <laughs> This this is scraping the bottom of the barrel. This is, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. I think ESPN is really trying to make something out of nothing. Um, and, and I get it. I get it on one hand. I understand it. But cannot imagine that this horse tournament is going to be very exciting to watch on television or however they decide to, to air it. I don't know. Maybe they'll, it'll be a streamer, some sort of deal like that. But not going to be very exciting to watch, in my opinion at least. Um, I think horse is fun, you know, just playing with your buds out in the driveway. I think horse is really fun that way. I enjoy playing horse or pig or whatever other farm animal you want to play. Uh, I enjoy playing that out in the driveway, and I think that's a good time. But to be watching professionals, NBA players, uh, not playing in games, but instead playing a child's game from their own home gyms and having it televised, um, that does not sound like a recipe for success, at least in my book. So that one's a dismay. Um, and then I have one final one here uh, in my hooray or dismay game, and that is the NBA Hall of Fame inter uh, inductions. And without doubt, that one is an easy, easy hooray on that one. Awesome class, awesome class this year with Kobe, of course, uh, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. And while on one hand, yes, it's it stinks, and it's very difficult to know, you know, that of course Kobe Bryant was not able to give the Hall of Fame speech, and what I think really would have been an iconic all-time Hall of Fame speech uh, that he would have gave, um, if not for, of course, the tragedy that occurred earlier this year in January. Um, so it, it really stinks on that on that side of things, but an absolutely home run class, or I guess because this is basketball, we should say a slam dunk class uh, between Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. And it's really just interesting too because you have Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett who are just absolute gamers. I mean, they all are gamers, but just intense, no nonsense, not messing around, uh, do anything to win. And, and that's the same for Tim Duncan too. He would do anything to win also but just the fiery personalities of, of KG and Kobe. And then on the other side of things, yeah, Tim Duncan, he's a big competitor too. He would do anything to win too, but just his personality of just being virtually mute, kind of like Kawhi, being virtually mute, um, very relaxed, very chilled. Um, it's just interesting to see the dynamics of those personalities in this Hall of Fame class. But no matter how you look at it, it stinks that we were not able to hear Kobe's uh, Hall of Fame speech. I think it would have been an absolute all-timer. Would have been awesome, but an absolute slam dunk class. A great class. Um, all very deserving guys, of course. And so that is absolutely one of the best things that has come out of the NBA since this uh, since this pandemic hit. And so, so that was hooray or dismay. 
Hope you enjoyed that game. A little bit of a, a fun activity here to give a little bit of a different feel to the podcast instead of the normal news and analysis. Uh, so coming up next, we're going to get my friend Max Marino. Talked about him earlier in the podcast. Going to get him on on the phone. Talk to him about LeBron versus Giannis in the MVP debate. He is a Lakers fan, so we'll get his perspective on that. And also going to talk to him about what the NBA can and should do upon its hopeful return um, in the coming weeks or months. So we're going to get him on the phone. That's coming up next, so I will be right back. And when I come back, my friend Max Marino on the Stop and Pop podcast with us. And we are back here on the Stop and Pop podcast. I am pleased to be joined today by my friend Max Marino. He is joining me today over the phone. Max is also a senior at Quinnipiac like me, and he is a Los Angeles Lakers fan. So uh, before we get started today, I first would just want to say thank you for joining me today, Max, and how are you? Yeah, I appreciate it, Anthony. You know what? I'm hanging in there. You know, it's all we can do right now with the quarantine. I'm, I'm sure we're all pretty bored without sports especially. It'd be nice to have something to watch while we're all home, <laughs> but uh, old reruns, I guess, are going to have to do for yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we got for now. Um, so I want to start off by asking you this. Uh, so you are a Lakers fan, but I've never known you to be a biased person. Um, and I so of course, that. Thank you. <laughs> and so of course we have a very interesting MVP debate this year before the season was put on hold. Um, and of course we have the Lakers and the Bucks. The Lakers being the one seed in the West, the Bucks being the one seed in the East, and of course Giannis versus LeBron. They've squared off two times already this year, and that's really been one of the huge talking points of the season so far is the MVP debate of Giannis versus LeBron. And I don't think you can really go wrong with either guy. I think they've both had tremendous years. But you as a Lakers fan, I'm just curious your opinion. Who would you, if you had a vote, who would you honestly vote for today between Giannis and LeBron for MVP? To, to be honest, and, and, and you know, I see a lot of Laker fans, uh, like they all want LeBron, they all say LeBron, but I'm going to go with, I would vote for Giannis. And the reason why... Is because he, I don't want recency bias to get in the way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, before the NBA season went on hiatus, LeBron had that amazing weekend, uh, beat, beat the Clippers, beat down Giannis, and then head-to-head-wise, he outplayed LeBron, or he outplayed Giannis and Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Um, but Giannis has been doing it all year, dude. I mean, if you look at the numbers especially, like, LeBron, well, the only category LeBron leads Giannis in his assists, right? LeBron's mm-hmm. at 10 assists, Giannis is at 6 assists, though. So Giannis' assists are going unnoticed because 6 per game is, is, is really good, especially for a guy who shoots as much as Giannis does. I think Giannis doesn't have nearly as good of a supporting cast as the Lakers do. Anthony Davis is a top 5 player. And would you agree that Chris Middleton's maybe not even a top 20 player? Oh, I, I've always thought that he was a serviceable uh, Robin on a team. But no, I mean, he's obviously nowhere close to the level of Anthony Davis, so I think that's a very exactly. fair point. And, and, and don't get me wrong, LeBron, I mean, 35 now, right? I mean, he's putting up crazy, crazy numbers. And he, when, when he has the ball, like, he controls the whole game. And it's been that way for, what, 17 years now? You know what I mean? He's such a high-usage player. It's really remarkable because guys like, you know, like Kobe and Mike, they didn't have the ball in their hands as much. They were in, like, an offensive system. LeBron is the offensive system. Mm-hmm. He's the whole thing. I mean, 
it, it's truly remarkable. He's the quarterback. It's not just assists. It's hockey assists, too, you know, pass leading to, um, to an assist. But all in all, you know, I'm rambling a little bit, but I think Giannis should get MVP. I mean, he's averaging 30 per game. He's improved his scoring every year. He's improved his three-point percentage, even though it's still not great. You could tell he's been working on it. He's averaging close to 14 rebounds per game, and his team's number one in the East. Yeah, and uh, like I said already, I really don't think you can go wrong with either guy. No, I, I agree that I personally think that Giannis will win the award. I, I think to some extent there is a little bit of LeBron fatigue uh, amongst some voters. So I think that Giannis probably will win the award, even though he won it last year. Uh, but Giannis being such a likable guy, too, I think that really helps him in that regard as well. Um, so I want to transition to this a little bit. Uh, now, you and me follow each other on Twitter. Um, and you have been, I would say, very vocal in recent weeks regarding the NBA and regarding uh, the hiatus that we're on right now with the season. Uh, and you've basically said that the season cannot go to waste. We've played 65 games. You can't have all this work go to waste. You know, when there's been talks about uh, potentially canceling the season, I think you've been very vocal in terms of your uh, disapproval of that idea. So, I wanted to ask you, and this may be a little bit of a difficult question, but if you were in Adam Silver's shoes, just knowing what we know now about the situation, just where we are in the, in the NBA season, you know, 15 or so games to go in the regular season, if, you know, when it cut off. Um, so, if you were Adam Silver... How would you go about handling the situation upon return? Would you have everybody in one or two isolated locations? Would you jump right into the playoffs? How would you go about it? That's a really good question, dude. And like you said, I'm glad you uh, you said it's a hard question because it is a hard question. It's, a, it's an extremely difficult question. I definitely would not want to be in Adam Silver's shoes trying to decide <laughs> this. I mean, that man's probably got so much on his plate. Yeah. But I'm thinking that I like the idea of the, the one or two locations just because less travel, less people going in and out to see their families and whatnot, going to see their friends. But if you're going to do that, then you I think you have to jump right into the playoffs because it's you're going to add a whole pretty much another month, right, of mm-hmm. them not being able to see their families and everything like that, if they're in an isolated uh, area, like, let's say, right, they're talking about Arizona or Las Vegas or something. Yes. Arizona's for baseball. Las Vegas is for the NBA. And and that's one of the biggest things that the MLB is talking about, where they don't want their players away from their families for four and a half months. Like a guy like Garrett Cole, he's expecting a kid midseason. Yeah. So I'm sure that's the same kind of situation for the NBA players. So if you're going to do that, then I think you you have to go to the playoffs immediately. And let's not forget, the NBA playoffs takes at least two months. Right. You're going to do the full, you know, the full Shabbat Shabang, you know? Like, if you're going to do the whole thing, it takes two months. So, I think either way, it makes really, like, complete sense to dive right into the playoffs. If you take a look at the Eastern Conference, every team is pretty much set in stone, right? Right. Like, the Wizards are the ninth seed. They're not going to beat out the Magic for the eighth seed. They're like... Right. They're they're very far. Back. You're basically talking about the eight seed in the West, and it, even then, Portland and 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 New Orleans is three and a half back. Mm-hmm. That's still pretty far of a of a you know window to catch. So I just I can't I don't know 
why they would want to just resume the regular season. To me, what I would do is once it's clear that you can that teams can start seeing with each other and training with each other, I'd start training for a week, maybe two, and then jump right into the playoffs. You obviously can't just set a date and then say, all right, the playoffs are starting. It's like, Jesus, no, nobody's been playing basketball for two months, three right. months, whatever <laughs> it is. But if you, if you listen to Adam Silver, he said that he wanted to finish the season by uh, Labor Day. He said that would be ideal in September, that that would be like he wants a champion crown by Labor Day. So if you're going to, at the latest Labor Day, then you would have to start the playoffs in July. Yeah, I, 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 I've been saying on my podcast the past few weeks, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think you got to jump right into the playoffs. I think that just makes the most sense from a number of different perspectives. Um, the last thing I want to ask you about, and again, I'll go back to your Lakers. Um, so I've, I've really heard two schools of thought on this topic. Because, again, the Lakers being the number one seed in the West, LeBron being 35, and really the roster being mostly an older roster. I've heard two schools of thoughts, and, and half the people are saying, wow, this hiatus could really be good for the Lakers. They're an older team. It gives you a chance to rest, gives you a chance to recover. But then on the other side of things, people are saying, yeah, but LeBron's very much a rhythm guy. He's a rhythm player, and this is going to get him out of his, his rhythm and his typical routine of the season. So you being a Lakers fan again, do you think in just your personal opinion— do you think this could be a benefit to the Lakers, or do you really think it hurts them more than it helps them? You know, that's honestly a, a great question, and I'm going to go with the route that... Cause the thing, all right, it, it, here's where it's difficult. I'm going to go with the route that it helps them, but it also can help a team like the Clippers, right? Mm-hmm. A team who has been hurt, and they have time now to recover, get fully healthy. But you're giving LeBron James a two, three-month rest right before the playoffs starts. You're right. LeBron is a rhythm guy. He's always been a rhythm guy. But I think after, let's say, the first round, right, Lakers play Memphis. Even if LeBron's not, you know, LeBron that we saw before the hiatus, I still think the Lakers can beat the Grizzlies, right? Would you agree? Oh, of course. Yeah. So as long as he gets into that rhythm before, you know, they they face, in the second round, they probably face either like Utah or Houston. He'll, he'll need to be in a rhythm there. So I think as long as he gets into that rhythm after maybe four or five games against Memphis, he should be good. I definitely think it does help the Lakers, though, like you said, being an older team. Like, you, all their role, all their players besides Anthony Davis have mileage in the playoffs pretty much guys like Danny Green, who, who made the finals last year, mm-hmm. you give him a rest. Um, Dwight Howard, you give him a rest. Rajon Rondo, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Rajon <laughs> Rondo in the Lakers. Hey, well, I, I don't think many Lakers fans are today. Oh, no, it's, 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 it's pretty bad. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I do think, in, in, you know, glass half full, it does help the Lakers in the long run. Yeah, I think that's a re- really good point that you made about that first-round playoff series against Memphis. Uh, you never want to completely count somebody out, but just using it as a little bit of a warm-up series. I mean, have to be honest, 99% of the time in the NBA, that one seed versus the eight seed uh, is exactly that anyway. No, exactly. I think like 
one time in like 2015, like the, the Grizzlies, who were the eight seed, beat the Spurs, who were the one seed. That's pretty much as far back as I can remember where an eight seed upset a one seed. It's it's it usually never happens. Right. But the like I guess one point that that hurts is the Lakers especially. They were clicking before this break. Yeah. I mean, they were playing their best basketball of the season. It was a glorious time to be a fan because they haven't beaten. They had not beaten teams like the Bucks, the Clippers. They're 0-2 versus the Clippers, 0-1 versus the Bucks. Lost to the Celtics too. So you know it was it was it sucks because they were clicking right at the right time. So the chemistry might be a little off when they come back, but that's going to be the case for a lot of teams. Yeah, that's not just the Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. Great point about that. Um, Want to thank you again for joining me today. Uh, had a lot of fun talking to you. There was some good content right there. So uh, best wishes to you, your family. Stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you again for joining me today. My guys, same to you. Stay safe, stay isolated, and uh, we'll get through this. Yes, we will. All right. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah, I'll catch you. Yeah. And yeah, I, I agree with mostly everything Max just said. Uh, I've been saying for the past few weeks, I've been saying... I think going right into the playoffs makes the most sense out of all of the options. Um, you know, we'll see on in terms of the different locations. We'll see if the NBA, if, if that's something they really want to explore and, and do potentially. But jumping right into the playoffs for me makes the most sense. And, and like Max said, and this was a great point by him, even the eight seed in the West, which is, is really the big talking point, you know, of why, oh, we should have the rest of the regular season because in, in the eight seed for the West, you have... Uh, Portland and New Orleans who are still in contention trying to catch Memphis but those two teams are three and a half back and maybe that doesn't sound like a ton of games but when you only have 14-15 to go uh, and they've Portland and uh, New Orleans have not been playoff teams all year long these first 65 games um, I really just don't think it's a big enough reason to bring back the regular season just hop right into the playoffs and let's get things rolling because like Max said Playoffs is going to be two months if, if you want to do it the normal way, how they how they typically do it. So I know his, his Giannis LeBron uh, discussion may not make every Lakers fan happy, but as I said, I think there's really no wrong answer for that. If you want to go Giannis, you want to go LeBron, both guys are extremely deserving this year. So good to get his thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, absolutely agree. Going right into the playoffs, that seems to make the most sense for me. And his point about LeBron, the Lakers, the rest of the guys, the older players, whether it be the Dwight Howards, the Rondos, uh, JaVale McGee also is another guy, the Danny Greens, you know, those guys, yes, they're going to get their rest, their extra rest, which could be really beneficial to them, but there also is that element of rust. You know, it's rust versus rust. And I think that first round playoff series, if it is against Memphis, could really be kind of that warm-up series. And we never like to immediately count a team out um, and assume victory. You can't assume victory in sports. But, again, 99% of the time, those one versus eight seed matchups, that's exactly what they are. They're a little bit of a warm-up for the one seed anyway, even in a normal year. Think about last year when you had the Bucks against the Pistons. That was a warm-up series for Giannis and company. It was a normal year. But that was a warm-up series because the Pistons were just not a good basketball team. And I think that Memphis has potential to grow in the future with John Morant, Brandon Clark, um, Jaron Jackson Jr., all their young guys. But for this year, 
that should be a warm-up series for LeBron and the Lakers, and I think that they could use it as such. And then by the time you get to the second round, whether it's Utah, Houston, uh, OKC, whoever's there right now, um, hopefully LeBron and his team would be more prepared and ready and, and have some of the rust taken off. Uh, so great points by Max today. I want to thank him again for hopping on the show. Really enjoyed having him on. Um, I will be back again sometime in the next week or two. Think about what the next thing we can discuss is. I still have my uh, 25 and under NBA top players 25 and under bracket going on on my Twitter account right now. That's at stop and pop underscore NBA at stop and pop underscore NBA. But for now, I'm going to go today. Going to think about what we got coming up next show. So for now, I want to thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay indoors. We'll defeat this. We'll flatten the curve. We'll get through it. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next time.